querer. <laughs> This is so good to have a full house I on Mother's Day. Oh, it's good. It's good. Speaking on honor today, I would first like to honor God. And then I'd like to honor you, the mother in the house, mother of the house. If you have given birth to a kid, you are a mother. If you're fostering a kid, you're a mother. If you're looking after somebody else's kid, you're a mother. Moms do outstanding jobs. You know, sometimes as a mother, you might think, am I doing enough? Have I done a good job? You might beat yourself up, but yes, you are doing a good job. You've kept them alive, haven't you? If you're a grandmother, you're raising the next generation. Being a mom is a great calling, but I tell you, it's definitely got its cost. It's not an easy job. Especially if you're raising a kid on your own. It's not an easy job. So today we want to stand with you, moms, support you, appreciate you, say we love you, and I'd like to pray for you. So if you are a mom in this house, if you have a kid, like I said before, and you're a mother, could you please stand? Look around, people. These are awesome, amazing, outstanding mothers, legends in the house. You are raising a legacy. A legacy that will look up to you and will say, my mom did well. And they will. When they're little, they don't. They cry a lot. They keep you up in the night when they're little. And they keep you up in the night when they're older. But it's all good. It's worth the price. Paying sleepless night. Crying the tears. Do you know God wipes every tear that a mother cries? Let me pray for you and the rest of you can stretch your hands, all the children, to the mothers and we'll pray. God, I thank you for the mother that stands here today. I pray that you would watch over her, guide her, direct her, strengthen her, heal her if, where she needs healing, comfort her, God. God, I pray that you, the mother, would know the presence of God daily, night and day. And she would know that she's loved in the house, loved in her own home and loved in the house of God. Above all, God, I pray that she would know that you love her. We thank you for our mothers here. We pray a blessing upon each and every girl. And may she get the desires of her heart, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 What does the word honor mean? Honor means to put weight, to give weight, to esteem, to value. Honor is something that is given. And I believe honor is something that locks heaven, unlocks heaven, not locks, unlocks heaven. <laughs> Honor is about others. It's never about you. It's something to be given. Romans 12, 10. 
be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourself it's above yourself it's above yourself it is about others at connect church we want to set a culture of honor culture of being devoted to one another culture where we love others love others when even when it hurts even when they've hurt you we just still love them adding value to other people people next to you people you know in your family thinking more highly of others and less of ourselves that's what honor is all about the parable of the prodigal son in the bible is a perfect example of a father's son where the son asks for an inheritance from the father you know the inheritance is never to be asked till the parent dies it's not when you're alive that you go and ask for inheritance when you ask for inheritance that's itself is a bad attitude because you're supposed to ask the inheritance you get when the parents die not when they're alive this father gives the inheritance to this kid to this boy i'm sure he had a hard time giving it but he gave it anyway and he waited for his coming and while he was waiting i believe he was raising a calf because he was waiting he was hoping he was praying that this boy would come back home and that's what we should be doing if you have a kid if you have a child that has backslidden or doesn't know god or even a parent pray for them pray for them wait hoping god will honor your prayer this prodigal son's father waited for his son and when he did come back when the son you know spoiled all his inheritance wasted it when he saw him coming he ran to him he was hurting obviously he was because he had left him but then when he saw him coming he ran to him and honored him he killed that calf he threw the biggest party and there was celebration in the house that's what honoring does imagine if the father had to say don't come home if you've, you've hurt me too much i can't handle you i can't even look at you it hurts too much imagine if that that was the parable the ending would have been quite sad the father would have ended up bitter and the kid would have been in shame but the father decided to honor the kid honor the son and so brought restoration to his story you might have been hurt by someone you know could be your mom which is quite hard for a day like today or your dad or your son your daughter they might have hurt you or your brother or sister honoring always helps to release forgiveness you honor them in fact you get yourself free the other you know when you don't forgive someone what happens you the one who is bitter and twisted the other person is running around having a good life and you the one who suffers best is to forgive i found so much power in saying god i release forgiveness so if someone's face is coming in front of you and saying oh, you know that person annoys me just say god i forgive them or i forgive her and you will feel the release 
When we honor people, we add value to others. And honor has a way of always bouncing back at you. Let's have a culture of honor in this house and in all spheres of our life. Like, you know, honor at church, but how does it start? It starts at home, it's then at work, then for some young people at colleges, in schools, with your teachers. Our homes. Exodus 20, 12 says, honor your father. You've never heard this scripture first time. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long. How many want to live long? In the land of the Lord your God has given you. It says honor your father and mother. Parents to their children. The Bible also says don't exasperate your kids. And to children to obey their parents. You know, I grew up in India. You all know I'm Indian, don't you? Um, and all I knew was, you are a kid and there's mom and dad. You do what they tell you to do. That's it. End of story. You were never explained. And I was okay with it because that's, that's all you thought. I didn't have internet to go and check. Now, mom says this. Can I do that? I didn't have that. I didn't have Facebook. My mother was the best mother as far as I was concerned. She was the only mother, of course, but she was the best mother. And my dad, oh my gosh, my dad was just the best, was just the best. So we were, we were brought up to thought, we were brought up to honor and respect anybody older than you. That's it. You don't call them by first name. It was either an uncle or an auntie. Even if she was not related to you, she was your auntie and he was your uncle or Mr. and Mrs. I think that's Asian culture, more Indian culture. Um, and when someone comes to your house, if you're sitting, you don't go, hey, we don't do that. I learned that here. I do that. I quite like that. Oi. My mother sees that man till today. I'm scared of my mom. Um, but I was bored. When someone comes to your house, you just stand and say, come in, glass of water. That's the first thing we do. I fail at that sometimes. Um, yeah, in Indian culture. Now, do you know, I know I'm Indian, but I was brought up in Goa where we were ruled by Portuguese for 410 years. So my culture is a little bit different from the Indian culture. In the Indian culture... When an older person comes to you, the younger person, this is for all you young people. I like you to do this to me when you come to my house. You go and touch the feet of the older person. Has that been done to you, Ian? Apparently it's been done to Adam. Nobody's ever done it to me. So young people, next time. Yeah. But the nicest thing is when you touch the older person's feet, the older person bows down, bows down and touches your head and says, bless you, child. Did you know that? Did you know that? It's something new you learned from Indian culture, don't you? I thought that was pretty good. I actually Googled that to see what it actually meant. I knew, but I thought, oh, I'll Google this and check if this is right. And it was. So it basically says, bless you, child. So honor is both ways. You give honor and then you receive honor. Doesn't matter how old or young you are. 
you will see that if you see hindi movies how many watch hindi movies here bollywood movies who's got 3 hours to watch hindi movies the last i watched that thing was some years years ago i did as a young kid i used to go love watching hindi movies not anymore no time for that there's things to do people to say but i grew up in when we met our uncles and aunties you know you, you hug them and kiss them on both sides and that was it but man you got to do that if you don't do mom would look at you and say get up i do that to my kids there's some stuff when your mother when you were little your mom did you said to yourself i will never do that oh my gosh i do that i can't believe it oh my gosh that's my mother coming out of me it's quite funny it's i like it in workplaces bosses be nice to your workers and workers be good to your bosses do the job that you've been given to with a happy heart we say in our home do everything with a happy heart work as as if you're working for god which you are because god's gave you the job you know we have young people they'll say mrs white pray for me for a job mrs white prays for a job they get a job they come so excited i got a job mrs white i love it i love it i love it two weeks later i hate it i hate it i hate it you know why because we get familiar to with it the thing is do your job work at it please your boss even when he's not looking work at it because that's what we should be doing work hard god sees it did you know god watches you when you're at work today you know when i first came to new zealand i got a job in wellington i didn't know much of the culture i i was my simple self happy as i worked in the main office in wellington i won't tell you for who and um but i was told the boss was very serious guy and hardly smiles and to you know to be careful i was like okay so i was the receptionist when he called me i'd go and main big smile and he'd say why do you always smile can you wipe off that smile of your face i'm like oh, how do i do that his name was mr steel yeah he is a giant of a man with a big heart but had this serious face when by the time i finished the job i got lots of smiles out of him um he named me happy he used to call me happy One day he comes to me in the office and he goes um can you help me please and I was like yes sure mr still I'll do anything for you which I always did honestly I've worked like a heavy little chappy there and um because I was grateful to god for the job we were saving money to go to india idea and he said my wife has locked herself out of the house walking the dog and I'm going how the heck do I get in the house So he takes me to outside his bathroom window and tells me to stand on his feet. I was 45 kilos then and he said you're the smallest thing in the in the office so there you go. And I stood on his feet, jumped through his bathroom window, opened his door. And outside was his embarrassed wife with a house gun and the dog. She was so embarrassed the poor thing. Next morning when I went to office there was this huge bouquet a vase of chrysanthemums white bouquet of chrysanthemums I was like oh my gosh 
He was so grateful, wrote me a really nice card and said thank you. That was his way of honoring me. And before I left for India, he gave me such a good reference. I don't think I ever needed that, but he did. He was a good guy. That was me at work. Me at school. I'll only tell you my stories because I can only tell my stories. I can't tell your stories because I don't know them. So my stories at school. I was a very good kid, you kids. I was actually a really good kid. Pretty smart. Um, not that clever, but smart uh, and hardworking. I loved English and obviously I love my English teacher. Maths was another story. I didn't like maths and sort of didn't like the maths teacher either. Uh, but, you know, you always honor and respect your teachers as you do. But my English teacher, I would watch her going home with, um, you know, the teachers used to correct home homework. I don't know if the teachers do now. Apparently some of them still do. And she would take big loads home it, with, on, in her two hands. And I'd run to her and say, Miss, Miss, let me take it home. And I'd walk with her. It was like a good 20 minutes walk. I'd walk home with her because her home was only seven, ten houses away from my home. And I took the whole way. It was quite unusual because I hardly took. And we had this good chats. We had a really good relationship. So when I came to New Zealand, I'd send her Christmas cards. In fact, I still have one of the cards she sent me. It took months to arrive back. But she wrote me a nice card. She was so glad that I wrote. She said, I never hear from my pupils. She goes, you're the only one who wrote to me, which I didn't know. I was just glad that she had poured into my life and just wanted to honor that. Two months ago, I heard that she had passed away. Just, I didn't even know she was sick, but apparently she passed away, which is quite sad. But I know where she is. She's in a good place. Honoring at home, honoring at school, honoring at work, it'll do you good. It'll bounce back at you. I say to mums, and I was saying in the foyer, some mums battle because their kids don't walk with God. Just keep praying. I said in the first service, in 8, 8 a.m. service, God answers the prayers of the mother and the grandmothers. Grandmothers, you are powerful. You pray those prayers for your grandchildren. They will come to Jesus. You remember Maureen Todd? She would say to me, you know, Anita, I pray every day for my grandkids to come to Jesus. When after she passed away, a year later, her grandson walks into church, gives her heart to the Lord. And he is here serving in the house. She never got to see it here. But I'm sure she is bouncing in heaven to see him walk here. That's you, Leon Todd, wherever you are. Where is he? He's out. He's where? He's somewhere. So you know what? Never underestimate the power of your prayers, mothers, grandmothers. Jesus in his hometown couldn't do miracles. Do you know why? Because the people were like, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this Mary's boy? How come he knows so much? They got too familiar with him. And due to lack of honor, 
He couldn't do miracles in his own hometown. And we can be like that sometimes. We can say, oh, it's just her. Pastor Anita, Mrs. White, it's just her. Or it's just Pastor Neil. Or it's just Mrs. Dennis doing her thing. And we start looking at the stuff that is wrong with people rather than seeing the good in people. We see their problems and their weaknesses instead of the good stuff that is in them and giving honor where honor is due. Jesus couldn't do miracles in his own hometown. But you know what? If we raise that bar of honor, God is going to do miracles in this house. At Connect Church, we want to raise that bar and God, let God come and do the miracles in our homes and then bring it to church together and let's see heaven come down to earth. Let's honor God. Let's honor one another and honor one another above ourselves and lay a platform for miracles to happen. Finishing with Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Thank you. I think that's an important thing about Jesus there, what Anita just said, the fact that Jesus himself said a prophet in his hometown or in his, his own place or in his own environment is without honor. And, you know, sometimes uh, those who've been on mission trips have been able to travel overseas or go to some place where somebody doesn't know you and then they come back and say, wow, I, I prayed for someone and they got healed and I prayed for this person and the, uh, the, the, they could hear, they were deaf and they could, they could hear. But in our own environment, because we know one another, I know you. I, I know, you're that guy. You're that girl. I know you. And they were like to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Well, the, the reality is all of us here are children of the Most High, uh, High God. That's who we are. We're adopted sons and daughters. And I want to encourage you as we set a culture of honor because that's, as Anita said, the culture of honor creates a place where miracles can happen. And when, there, when there's no honor and uh, the, the it, it talks about how, as Anita said, Jesus couldn't do a miracle in that uh, place. Why? Because they had a lack of faith. They just couldn't believe that this is just you, isn't it? The carpenter's son. It's just, it's just you, Jesse. It's just you, Lewin. Don't we know Lewin? It's just you, Fabian. It's just you, Fiona. No, but when it, it's the Christ in you because my Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and I want to encourage you to start believing now to start believing to create a culture of honor and, and understand that when we look at one another in the church and when we look at one another in our our walk that we would uh, that, that we would go no that's that 
the God in them is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work uh, within us. It's not just us or just the... And, and friends, when two or three, it says, are gathered in His name, when two or three are gathered and He's there in the midst of us, what can we do when we're together, when we allow a culture of honour, where we honour one another? What does that mean? Where when people come and badmouth somebody else in the church, you go, no, hey, I'm not listening to that. You need to stop that. It means when someone's coming to you for a little bit of goss, I know no gossip ever happens here. When someone's come for a little bit of a goss, you say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to have you talk about my brother that way. I'm not going to have you talk about my sister that way. Why? Because we honor one another. We, we, we care for one another. Oh, but don't you know all the problems I've got? I've got, we all got problems. As Byron said a few, we all got issues. And if you say you haven't, you're a liar. The red is all of us have got stuff we're working through. All of us have got stuff we're struggling with. All of us have got uh, uh, stuff that, come on, I'm just getting real now, getting real, getting real. Yo, 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 yo. I'm just getting real with you. Right, it's we all have issues, we all have stuff, we all have things going. But this is what I love about the gospel. In spite of our stuff, in spite of our issues, in spite of the things that we're going through, God still uses us. About four of you are excited about that. Come on. Turn to the person next to you. Yes, he, even you. Yes, even you. Come on, tell, tell them, even, even you. You mean with all of my stuff and with all that's wrong and with all the things that, yep, 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 yep. Because it's about Him working in you and what He can do through you. And, and, and because it's not about, look at me, look at me, look at me. How amazing I am. And look at me, just watch me go. No, this is about the fact that God Himself lives in us, the hope of glory. And that as we honor one another, not just the Christ in us, because the Bible tells us all of us are made in the image of God. And, and so as we, 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 we come and we, we, we recognize that, not just in ourselves, and go, look at what I've got. Like Anita said, what was that scripture? Can you put that up again? They, they devoted them uh, above, above themselves. They honored one another above themselves. As we look at that and see the Christ in other people and see the, see, see, see you know, even as it talks about feeding the hungry and visiting those in, who are sick. And Jesus said, whenever you did that for anybody, you, you did it for me. It's just like, it's seeing and honoring the, the, the God. God is at work in all of us. Let's live Live a life that honors one another. Honors the gifts that we have. Honors the things that we can do. Because there's stuff you can do that no one else can do. And nobody ever, none of us here are by accident. None of us are here by accident just thinking, man, we, we, we you know, I, I just sort of randomly, end. no, no, together we, 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 we have something to offer. Someone will be good at something you do and, or not good at something you do or, or vice versa and somebody will be good at doing something that you just can't do and together we, we can make a huge, huge difference. Let's honor one another.
Turn to the person next to you, smile at them and say, I just want to honour you. Give them a hug if appropriate. Just say, I just want to honour you. Hey, can we thank Anita right now and just uh, worship team can come.